This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. Uh, your ticket to cool creative things happening in Kitty Kitty Roar. I'm very pleased to be welcoming back my film guy to the show today. Um, <laughs> friend of the show and uh, resident movie maker, Sash Rinaldi, is here to give TTT the T on 48 Hours, aka New Zealand's largest guerrilla filmmaking competition. Kia ora, Sash. Tēnā Hannah, how are you? Um, I'm well, how are you mate? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, yeah, you live laughing and loving? Oh, always. That was, that was such a spiel, I'm just recovering from your intro. <laughs> no, I feel like, obviously, every time I have you on, I'm like, Sash is back, because I've had you on a few times, and I oh, kind of started the, that was nice, um, I started the whole like, Sash is my film guy, but I feel like it's the most fitting today with what I've got you into yarn about. Yeah, yeah, we finally uh got some some good film stuff to talk about <laughs> instead of what did you see, what did you see over the, the weekend or uh, what's good. I mean, I feel like those chats always go down quite well though. Yeah, I I enjoy them. I enjoy, you know, telling people my opinions about things. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, that's 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 part of the brand, right? No, oh, yeah. I mean, I also enjoy telling people my opinions about things, which is why when you and I, you know, have these yarns together, it's just great for everyone involved. It's a good time always. Uh, you have to say that because we're at the top of the show. <laughs> That's right. I'm contracted to say. But no, in all seriousness, you've got quite a um, quite a big project coming up quite soon. I do. And it's film related. It is. <laughs> so, 48 hours. 48 hours. The Vista Foundation 48 hours, Hannah. Have you heard about this? I I've heard about it. I've never participated. What? I I I feel like people think it's the sort of thing I would have done because I feel like I just have mm-hmm. that energy. Yeah. Maybe oh, if it was yeah. 48 hours of podcasting. You need a lot of energy um or a lot of V or coffee to help you if you don't have that energy, but um I'm too old now. I I'm you know married with with two kids so I I don't do it anymore, but I I just manage it and watch other people do it. So, okay. I'm going to ask you about the managing, but first I want mm. to circle back and um, kind of just ask you what uh, the VF 48 hours is, just just for people out there who don't really know what it's all about. Sure. Um, just off the top of my head, uh, the Vista Foundation 48 hours is the longest running and largest short film event in New Zealand, Aotearoa. Uh, 2022 will actually be the 20th year of the competition. It's been going for 20 years. 20 years, mate. How many... Uh, I'm like, have you been doing it for 20 years? No, I did it for mm, a few years, um, maybe 10. That's that's quite an achievement in itself. It's not bad. But sorry, continue. Um, so filmmakers have 48 hours to write, shoot and edit a film with a given genre and random elements given to them. And filmmakers compete for awards and the title of Grand National Champion. 
So um, the Vista Foundation 48 Hours is all about getting people out making films, then bringing that community together to watch them. So every year we have um, around... Do you like my radio voice, by the way? It's, yeah, I'm, you, you lasted about four minutes before that came in. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's good information, so I'll allow it. When I have a giant mic in front of my face, I just feel like doing that voice and that face. So every year we have um, around 500 teams of up-and-coming budding young filmmakers, you know, the, the next PJs and the next Tikers creating films all around the country. Um, I don't know if I'm obligated to say this, but the uh, but I'll say it. The Vista Foundation 48 Hours is presented in association with Te Tuma Whakata Taonga, New Zealand Film Commission. I Boom. Mean, come on. Come on now. It doesn't get more legit than that, <laughs> to be honest. Okay, so five over 500 teams across the country. Yep. And correct me if I'm wrong, you and your lovely wife, Mary, Kelda Mary, are city managers for Kitty Kitty Roa. And the Bay of Plenty as well this year as well. Okay, so, so you've got yeah. plenty to do. A Bay of Plentiness. <laughs> oh. Plentiness, oh, that's... Yeah, oh, we'll wow. just move that. Past went that. so well. <laughs> um, okay, so you and Mary are city managers. Yes. For, for two areas, because mm. you just... Keen for all the mahi just, there, just greedy, yeah. And is what does that entail? Um, a lot of organisation and um, liaising with the the managers of the competition, which is run out of uh, Wellington by two lovely, lovely ladies. I don't know how they do it every year, but they manage to pull everything together and the sponsorship and the funding and. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of managers that um, we all kind of, you know, support each other and and come up with ideas for the for the comp every year, and then we just try and um, yeah make a lot of calls, uh, coordinate made, all the chaos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and so you don't need to be, I say air quotes, like a filmmaker or have training to participate in Forty Eight Hours, right? Any anyone can do it. Oh, for sure. I mean, um, if we've all got, you know, we've all got filmmaking devices in our pockets these days. So if you know how to edit um, a video on your phone, you're a filmmaker, basically. You can, you can just do it. You can use your phone. Um, you don't need fancy equipment. You don't need boom mics and all that stuff. Um, you can just, just make something cool. Um, it's incredibly challenging because you get given a lot of the elements. You get given your genre. You get given maybe a, a camera technique or a character and their name or a quirk or you know a bunch of stuff. So you still have to improvise and and make um, okay. something kind of guerrilla styles. So you get given those kind of prompts or things you have to include mm -hmm. before the forty-eight hours starts, and then. You have the Correct. 48 hours to That's take right. those, create something, yep. edit it, do the whole shebang. Yeah, so on on um, the on the Friday night at 7pm, that's when you kind of draw your genre, all the elements are um, shared with everybody, and then you've got 48 hours to go hard. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, 48 hours, that's like... It's like two days, but mm -hmm. it's probably not a lot of time for, you know putting together an entire film including like 
writing it or story, you know, coming up with what it's going to be, right? Oh, it's it's a big ask for yeah. for anyone. <laughs> it's it's uh, like I've I've worked on productions that have taken months, years, mm. uh, and those are, those are usually short films as well. So yeah, okay. it's mad. Just to um, chuck in some more key information there for 48 hours. Uh, it's running the 12th to the 14th of August. Registrations are um, they're open right now, actually, at uh, 48hours.co.nz, um, and they're open until the 9th of August. So if you want more info, if Sash isn't good enough, um, visit their website. Yep, talk to Mary. It's usually um, <laughs> Talk to Mary? Yeah, yeah, email Mary. Yeah, you're both up there, though, because I was, I was having a little stalk. Um, and I, As you do. Well, I feel like you two are great people to be city managers because you've got a vast like wealth of film experience yeah, combined, and, unstoppable. Yeah, and we... Um, no, now I want to ask you a bit more about your past experience with um, V48 Hours. Sure. So you've, you've done it, you reckon you've done it for about 10 years or so? Yeah, something like that. Is that 10 years of, like participating in 48 and like making stuff or is some of that split up with being more in the like helping outside um i i started off in the acting part Mm -hmm. because i enjoyed acting and there was no one else to do it yeah so i was kind of roped in and then i wanted to write and direct myself so i kind of went off and made my own team okay as you do yeah love that for you well it was it was um (laughs) yeah it was fun and just a control freak. I just, wanted, I just wanted more control. I'm like, which which did you put, do you prefer? Mm, probably the writing and directing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit more like your buzz, isn't it? I think so. You just have, like I say, more control. But acting is, I don't know. It's its own set of challenges, yeah. actually. Now, just by what you've been kind of talking about with actors and writers and editors, it really does kind of sound like a bit of a team effort you know 48 hours of furious filmmaking as a collective totes my goats do people still say that i mean you've just said i mean five years ago (laughs) um (laughs) i'm just catching up with the cool lingos um yeah no totally it's i mean filmmaking is is a team sport anyway right Mm. um but this is like the most intense version of that because you have just two days and, and less than two days because well depending on if you sleep or not so I've, yeah, do people I've, sleep some do some don't uh the smart ones do yeah and if you don't you're you know there's going to be a cost <laughs> yeah because i i feel like there's there's two i'm in two minds about it if i i'm imagining myself in this situation like is it better to just try and schedule it out schedule in some sleep so that you're more like with it or do i just try and smash it out as fast as possible because then it's not down to the wire let's get into some tips oh Um, yes let's get into some tips about this because this this is important stuff and and stuff to know and and the tips you're going to get from me are going to be like you know the the hot tips um in terms of sleep yes sleep if you can um what i've worked with like various teams various sizes we had a team of like um 20 to 30 people or something they had catering they had funding it was like it was ridiculous um but it was pretty smooth but if you're going to um you know 
what I would what I would suggest is you have a specific person who edits and allocate just like a film allocate tasks to different people okay if you're the if you're the writer and director don't also act in it don't also edit it don't don't be yeah. don't be that guy unless you're kind of a you know a one a one woman show and um you have to you have no other choice i know i know you know there's been ones in the past where taika has basically um done his one man thing and it's and it's hilarious and it's totally gorilla um you know but there's only one of that dude so yeah. <laughs> you know i mean automate as you're saying this i'm like i could do it by myself and i'm like absolutely could not do it by myself well the thing is you can't if you do it by yourself you can't expect it to be you know a masterpiece no because you, you've got no you outside need, perspective that's right and you you need something so you need to be funny you need to kind of um i guess you know some people like to push the boundaries of taste for example mm. and make it kind of you know edgy or gross or or whatever you kind of need to find your thing that's going to make your film stand out you just can't go too far yeah yeah um you know, you don't want to get banned um, no. for anything. And I assume there are full kind of like guidelines and stuff on the website. Or oh, yeah. p- people get given them ahead of the event, right? Yes. Um, there's pretty much the best information is on the website. There are videos um, for tips and tricks and to get you sorted and things to reminders and things. We send out detailed emails mm. to teams just all the reminders all the things they need to know um for example you know the the launch is is online um the hand in is online um it's a lot of it is online these days and that i think that came from 2020 when yeah. it, when it came from you know covid and we were all locked down and they did a 48 hours over lockdown and it was the most entries they'd ever had because it was also free yeah and i was like it was it was insane. Well, was, I mean, everyone had so, time, right? That's right. <laughs> what else are we going to do but like make a movie over the weekend? So it was really cool, actually, to see all the families getting involved. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I've got some more questions to ask, um, but I always like to uh, break for some songs on That's the Ticket, and especially today, because uh, I've tried to go on theme with the songs I've picked. Nice. And <laughs> I'm going to play a song called uh, 48 Hours by Pretty Boy Floyd. Because I feel like it's fitting with what we're talking about, right? Totes my goats. I'm bringing it back. Stop saying it. Um, But here is 48 Hours and we'll be back, fam. Two, looking on the things I 
that was 48 hours uh fitting uh track selection by yours truly because i'm here with sash rinaldi talking about the vf 48 hours uh, which is coming up in august 12th to 14th um furious filmmaking will be happening across aotearoa I feel like that should be the theme song of the <laughs> Vista Foundation. That was like 48 hours to rock. Come on. How how are we not using this? I mean, pitch it for next year, I would say. I will. I and will. credit me in that decision. Uh, we'll see. Okay. You can take it as your own. I don't mind. But uh, as I said, um, v, VF 48 hours is running um, over the weekend of 12th to 14th of August registrations are open now um, you've still got time you've got until uh, the 9th of August to sign yourself and your team we recommend you do it as a team because uh, it's a lot of mahi in a short um, amount of time and uh, Sash is there anything else kind of important around registrations or you know signing up that you've would like to share um everything is if you go to 48 hours.co.nz everything you need is there um you should know that the entry fee is 260 dollars. there is an early bird entry fee every year that has now passed so um you know if, that, if that's a little a little too hefty for you or if you're a, a one-man show and you can't swing it this year get a team together next year um get prepared we have some pretty amazing deals um, this year. We've got ninety thousand dollars in prizes. The winner will walk away with over sixty k in cash. Okay, that's over sixty k. Mm-hmm. That's that makes me kind of want to sign up. You should. <laughs> you but should. I, I, I'm, there's no way I'd win. I mean, you like... and Missy could do amazing things if you, you know, a two woman show. Just, you could do so much. Is there a length? Like, how how long do they need to be, the films? Well... Or is it, like, flexible? It's not too flexible. Um, I would probably keep it around three minutes. It's pretty short. Oh, three like, minutes? It's, okay. it's been... Over, over the years, I think it's been, like, ten minutes, then it went down to five minutes, and now it's, like, the shorter the better, really. Um, if you're in a school, for example, um, there's school teams that enter every year, you can enter two entries for the price of one. If you're at uni, tertiary teams get half price. Um, there's some new announcements this year, actually. The best film shot on an Oppo phone. Okay. Which I've never heard of until this year. Will win 5K. And Sir Peter Jackson will return to personally select three special wildcard films for the national final. Wow, which is pretty cool. So that's, if, yeah, if that's that's quite a big deal. He watches all of them. Like he's he's been part of the competition for since the beginning, basically, and he's always you know been in full support of it. Obviously, um, he's he's one of our great guerrilla filmmakers from back mm. in the day. Um, you know, bad taste and yeah. So he can he watches all the films. If if he's if he's there for that year, he will watch all the films and he will pick three. Of his favorites and they will become wild cards and they'll basically um go straight to the national final wow so if your film is awesome enough potentially silly and gory and epic enough um you could be going to the finals have you ever made it to the finals not yet not yet not yet one one day one maybe day. one day um, i mean you've had other like filmmaking achievements that we have talked about <coughs> drop fest <laughs> Hashtag drop fest. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, um, that's true. Um, we made a film so good that took out that competition. It broke the New Zealand Trop Fest, and they um, they stopped doing that competition because um, they said, "No well, one that's can it. it. That's 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 it for that competition." Yeah, no, they couldn't get the funding. That's a shame. Um, Support local filmmakers. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been a part of a few teams that have done done well for Kitty Kitty Door and gotten into the top twelve films. Um, one particular time, can't remember the year. This is going back probably, I don't know, seven or eight years now. Um, our team won the the Hamilton final. Oh, nice. So that was cool. That was cool. Um, you get a little um, ape statue. Well, little. It's it's actually quite heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this kind of King Kong statue, and it's uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, congrats. As I say, like Thanks. if you you know don't know what the future holds. If if you do win, I'll have to have you back. Oh, for sure. And actually, yeah. I I don't know if you'll be able to answer this. I'm I honestly I should really get Mary on the show sometime. You should. I feel like she'd be a good chat. She as would. well, because um, as I said at the top of the show, she's got oodles of film experience too. Dude, film, theater, yeah, raising children, um, <laughs> she's just idiot a husbands. She's got a lot of stories for you. But I, yeah. I was gonna say, have have you and Mary ever worked on films together? Yes, yeah. I mean, the the Trotfest film was our was our kind of big one. That was the yeah. first film that we we really kind of made together um and we came up with that story together and we made it specifically for that that competition uh the first time i actually met mary was was acting with her on a thing all oh, right yeah. um yeah a friend of ours Paige, she was um doing a wintech project um and they had to kind of recreate a scene from a film and um yeah uh, the 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 film was collateral and I played a um, the Jamie Foxx character who's like like a cab driver and she plays a lawyer and she hops into the cab and so it's a lot of just kind of dialogue back and forth. But um, I guess the chemistry was so good. The rest is history. Yeah, and now you guys are just city managing up a storm for um, VF48 hours. That's right. And um, just, just to put you guys' minds at rest, we cannot enter the competition as managers. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, I assume Mary's done a few 48 hours in her time. Yep, yep, yeah. she's done some. She's done a few. Uh, we've done a few together. Um, and um, But, yeah, we've, we've just been, you know, trying to uh, survive and raise little ones for the past four years, and it tends to... Uh, Take know. up a lot of time. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, hey, I'm, I'm glad that you're, um, you know, giving me some of your time. It's very much appreciated. And oh, any time. You know, well, as an arts kind of radio show and podcast, it's I'm always um, stoked to kind of delve into film because obviously I get a lot of theatre because Hamilton's absolutely heaving with it. Sure. And, um, I mean, there, there is a lot of um, film happening in Hamilton. I just don't know if it uh, gets as much airtime as it should, you know? Well, that's right, yeah. It's, um, it's up to people like us to, you know... Spread the word. That's right. Spread all the words. And so, obviously, we've we've talked about how uh, the forty eight hours is happening over the twelfth and fourteenth of August, and yep. then once that's done, is there like a showcase of all of them or something like that? 
There definitely is. Um, there are heats. Um, we used to have kind of heats um, physically, but in these COVID times, everything tends to go online. But the heats, the heats will be online, um, and all of the announcements for the cities will be um, just on the um, Forty Eight website. But um, yeah, we have the heats first, and then we announce the um, the finalists. It's usually um, ten to twelve finalists for each city. Mm-hmm. And then we have a grand final, yeah. Um, and we usually have that at the cinema. So it's it's always a huge thrill to be one of those finalists and just to see your forty eight film on the big screen. Yeah, I was gonna say that's. Imagine if you like filmed it on like your phone and then it's like yeah. Well, I mean, as you said at the top of the show, everyone's got a camera in their pocket. Mm-hmm. But I just trip out. It's um, you kind of. Yeah, never get used to it. Like seeing a, a like I've had a few, you know, short films and, yeah. and whatnot, and have been at a few festivals and that where you can actually go along and see your film along with other artists, and it's it's always a great evening. But yeah, it's just kind of mind blowing just to see, you know, your film that large and sit with a bunch of people in the dark and yeah, you know, it's it's a huge thrill. It's um, yeah, it's 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 really really cool. Absolutely. I mean, I've been saying this all through the show today, but I'm like, this is making me want to try do it. Do it. <laughs> no, do not going to lie. Like, how many people do you know? I know. How many actors and how many are like, it's not, it's not too hard. Like, I, I can show you an app, <laughs> like, right now that I use to edit video footage from my phone. I mean, what is the app? You should, you should just share it with the masses, Sash. Well, I mean, I use InShot, okay. personally. Um, it's just a, a very, very simple editing tool. Um, you know, you don't need Adobe Premiere or Final Cut Pro. Those, those are the two big kind yeah. of professional ones. But those are also, you know, not cheap. InShot is free. Um, you know, you get a few extra bells and whistles. But um, InShot should really be paying me for this. But um. <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll work that out later. And I assume InShot it's com- compatible on most devices like um, Apple, iOS, and Android. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But that's that's just one example. If you just um, just Google it, just ask yeah. um, Uncle Google um, what's what's a great phone editing app, um, and you're kind of halfway there. I mean, I, in my time, I've I've dabbled with iMovie. Mm. <laughs> The classic. Hey, there you go. Who hasn't? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Legit, though. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm going to be a bit cheeky because obviously we've been talking about how you're heavily involved with um, VF 48 Hours. But Mm -hmm. I do want to ask if you've got anything else on the cards other than, you know, raising your family. Other than this. (laughs) um, You know, it's it's one of the things as a, I guess, as a creator or... I guess you'd say content creator these days. There's always something that you're you're kind of working on, even if it's just in your own head. Mm. Um, me personally, I'm I'm currently about fourth draft into a a, a ten page short film called um, Fire, which is about um, Fire as in the Today word or Fire as in like. The element fire, as in the as in the auntie, okay. as in the like female kind of mentor type type auntie, and it's it's something that I've been working on for 
quite a long time and it's taken a while to kind of get there but it's um it's starting to take shape and it's it's set in the 19th century Aotearoa it's about an auntie and a niece who kind of go out riding and um encounter a British archaeologist who's um doing naughty things taking um taonga from from wahitapu um grave sites and it's like what are they gonna kind of do about it it's kind of my take on um what if what if indiana jones is the bad guy Ooh, okay that, that's the, my that's my hook for you that's my elevator pitch what if what if indy was wasn't this kind of you know um cool um you know archaeologist american square jawed um cismal robin hood type yeah yeah yeah. what what if he was actually the villain what if he was taking stealing treasures and the good guys um are the indigenous people that he's stealing from this is a great idea and i'm actually still kind of reeling that you're going into this much detail on your project on (laughs) uh that's the ticket i mean i love getting the tea and thank you for sharing i feel like i've got the i mean this is the exclusive this is the exclusive i haven't i haven't all i really said about this is like you know mary's like ears are bleeding from all of the conversations we've had (laughs) about this and it's been a number of years and a number of kind of different versions and experiments and and kind of you know paths i've taken and had to kind of you know kind of change the story or and a lot of it is research and about the time period and figuring out who the characters are and what the story could be but essentially that yeah that that was um that was the kind of pitch was well the original pitch was and we're we're getting into deep cuts now but it was kiwiana jones i oh yeah years ago i thought man New Zealand doesn't have an Indiana Jones and we have all this, you know, amazing Maori culture and like beautiful landscapes and you know we we need our own Indiana Jones. We, that would that would be cool. But it took like several years, you know, and you know, marriages and children and whatnot. Um yes, take up a lot of your your time and aroha, but um and I don't regret any of that. So, you know, um, it's it's taken a long time to get there, but um, that's what I'm working on, a short film. And uh, once it's hopefully done, probably over the next probably a couple of years to get funding and, and yeah. people together and cast and crew. And, yeah, it's just a short little kind of action adventure. Um, but, yeah, my my kind of answer to... Uh, to Indiana Jones and I, I love those movies but I think I think he needs a kind of uh, I guess we need a sort of a modern a modern yeah, take yeah need to shake that up oh well yeah. that sounds really cool and I'm really looking forward to my uh, invite to the premiere <laughs> but actually on that note of you know talking about films needing a modern shake up mm. I'm going to ask you about one film because I always like to ask you about what you're watching what you've seen Sure. And the reason I'm going to ask you about this film is because I've actually lined up a track from it on the playlist. Okay. But um, it's it's very in vogue at the moment. Uh, Top Gun. Have you seen the new Top Gun film? I have seen the new Top Cruise film. <laughs> okay. So full disclosure, I have not seen either. I haven't seen mm-hmm. the original Top Gun film or this sequel. I'm not surprised. It's a very... It's, it's a pretty old film now. Like, yeah. It's it's kind of of its time. You either kind of, you know, grew up with Top Gun or you kind of didn't. And I just, 
like at my workplace alone, a lot of people have like gone and seen uh, Top Gun Maverick, and they're mm. like, "You have to go! It's incredible." <laughs> yeah. Thoughts. As my film guy, your your suggestion is what I take. You know, the strongest, the most. Yeah. Has, is the most credible to me. Woof. <laughs> That's absolutely zero pressure, and I appreciate that. You're um, <laughs> Look, I we know that Tom Cruise is, let's say, a quote interesting man. Yeah, yeah. Um, who comes with his own kind of, I guess, um, aura. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And religion, and um, you know, perception, and all of that. I grew up with action movies. Um, you know, I grew up with like action adventure fun like escapist cinema and that was my bread and butter when i was a teenager growing up so and the the thing that i guess i could say that i do appreciate about tom cruise is that he he does his best to entertain you even if it's at the risk of his own life yeah no he does <laughs> and go I, real hard, hard and as, as an actor like i appreciate that i i would never like go that hard but this is a man who you know he doesn't sort of just throw caution to the wind he's like okay i'm gonna attempt this stunt and i want to do it and if if somebody tells him no he usually fires that person and gets someone who can tell him yes and um and then he does it like that's it's he's probably got the biggest ego on the planet but he also makes some of the most entertaining movies on the planet so i guess um, long story long, I enjoyed it for what it is. Yeah. There are parts to it. Like, it depends on, like... I always think about film as, like... I tr- These days, I try and have zero. I try and take my expectations down to absolute zero. Yeah. And just try and go in and just experience the film and enjoy it for what it is or what it's trying to be. And then later, I can kind of analyze it and be like, eh, did that work for me? Or I see what they were trying to do there or whatever. But, um, yeah, the first screening, I completely kind of try and absorb it. And it is escapist. It is um, it is very much a tribute to the original mm. 80s film. It's also an update. They developed new technology and new um, smaller high-tech cameras to actually put on the planes, and they did a lot of um, testing and things. And as, as the filmmaker... I'm really interested in the technical um, way of how they achieved all of that. Mm. And it's stuff that they couldn't do back in the 80s. And when you watch it and you see the shots that they came up with, you understand. You understand the immersive um, experience that they wanted to kind of pull you into the cinema and put you in that plane along with those those actors. You know, there's a shot in that film where it, the camera is just on Tom Cruise's um, face and you see him in the cockpit and he's just basically um, taking off from the aircraft carrier and it's one complete shot and it's probably like a good you know 10-15 second shot or something and you see all the g-forces acting on him and you know that that dude is in that plane taking off from a real aircraft carrier in a real fighter jet and it's like it's one of the most immersive um, things I've, I've seen because it just kind of blows your mind that someone is that dedicated to doing it. I mean, it's also, if we kind of switch gears, it's also, uh, you know, an incredibly 
um, successful uh, pro-war propaganda American film. Yep. And it does that very, very well and is, is so kind of gung-ho but also kind of vague about the actual, um, you know, terrors and, and um, you know, all of, the, all of the evils of war, aren't re- they're all kind of glossed over because yep. they want you to just enjoy the movie and not think about that stuff. So what I would say to you is if you can switch off, I guess, any kind of perceptions of the military yeah and and yeah any any sort of um political or yeah any of those kinds of perceptions um if you're willing to just kind of brush those aside for a couple of hours um and just try and enjoy a kind of big fun entertaining kind of silly very american very beautiful very immersive um visceral you know plane porn (laughs) Um, film, then I think you will enjoy it. But if you do have any hang-ups and you, and you go in with that, then then you may not. Okay. So, and yeah. last question I'm going to ask you on this. If you had to pick one, OG Top Gun versus Top Gun Maverick, which one are you going to say from a burning building? I'm going to say the new one. Okay. I think the... I personally, even though I grew up with films of the 80s, mm. I, I was never a big Top Gun guy. Um... Although I appreciated the cinematography um, and, you know, all the kind of beautiful shots and just the kind of, you know, the the attempt to get, you know, everything looking beautiful and perfect. And um, the new one for me was, I think it was, it was a little bit more, not much, but it was a little bit more progressive. It was, it sort of, it's a little bit tongue in cheek, I guess. Um you know, is a little bit 80s retro. Again, it's it's a big tribute to the original, yeah. but I I do prefer the the technical achievement of what they what they did with the aerial sequences. Okay. Um, over the over the original, but that's just me. Oh well, thanks, Sash. I, yeah, I feel that like was every- succinct, right? It was just so. No, but and- I feel like every time I get you on, and you probably get asked these sort of questions a lot because everyone knows you're into film, and so everyone's going to be like, Sash, what did you think about this? And you know. I mean, to be honest, I, I don't. I honestly don't have a lot of chances these days to have these kind of conversations. Oh, well, so I'm thank you. Happy to facilitate, <laughs> and um, I really appreciate you coming on um, the show and giving me the inside scoop on not only what you're up to, but also VF48 hours. Hey, I mean, it's uh, it's always fun to have you know some um, some yarns with you. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play you out today uh, with the. Well, I mean, I guess there's kind of two very in vogue songs from Top Gun at the moment. Uh, I'm going for the classic Danger mm. Zone by Kenny Loggins because nice. I feel like it's fitting for you. Do you not agree? Oh, it is. I mean, you know, I'm always, you know, jumping into Danger Zones every day. Yeah, like um, VV of 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be quite dangerous. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's a great track. They actually play it. There's a there's a the first kind of ten minutes is a complete love letter to the original and they play the song in the new one as well. So it is kind of fitting and iconic for Top Gun. Ah, oh, awesome. Well, see you later, Sash. Kakitehina.
Absolute classic from uh, Kenny Loggins there. Danger Zone uh, from the original Top Gun and, as Sash mentioned, featured in the new Top Gun, Maverick. Uh, thanks for joining me today, uh, Sash Heath, but really appreciate uh, getting the inside scoop on the VF 48 Hours and um, all the cool stuff he's up to and some solid film chat. As, as I've said uh, multiple times throughout today's episode, Sash and I always seem to um, get down the track of recommendations or talking about what we've seen and stuff, and it's, it's, I always enjoy having those chats. So um, thanks so much, Sash, and I'm really looking forward uh, to uh, catching up with you again soon. I'm sure I will. Uh, we always find our way back together. But um, as we're approaching the end of um, today's episode of That's the Ticket, um, I've got to obviously go through upcoming um, events and creative experiences in Kirikiriroa because it wouldn't be That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney if I didn't kind of spotlight some of the cool stuff happening um, around our city. And goodness me, there's always heaps. Um, I'm not going to take credit for this being a definitive list. It's just some of the things I've seen about the place. So in no particular order... The 48-hour film festival is coming up with 48 hours of furious filmmaking in Hamilton, Kirikiriroa on the 12th and 14th of, well, 12th to 14th of August. Registrations are open until 9th of August with full info at 48hours.co.nz. If you've been listening uh, to me and Sash having a yarn today and you're keen to find out more, could not recommend visiting that website more. Uh, 48hours.co.nz and don't worry I will be putting up all the links to some of the stuff we've talked about with the podcast of this episode on the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page so if you haven't given that a cheeky like um, now's the time to do it Uh, finally farewell so this is um, Katie Trigg who I had on the show last week this is her Um, upcoming concert uh, tomorrow actually Wednesday the 3rd of August uh, from 7.30pm there are still a few tickets available so um, if you haven't got yours yet um, book them right now Uh, so that's kicking off at uh, 7.30pm tomorrow night at the Gallagher Academy of Performing Arts tickets are $25 general admission over at Riverley Theatre Hamilton Playbox's Geezers is taking the stage 20th of August to 3rd of September and tickets are available now via iTicket. Uh, That's directed by friend of the show, Mike Williams from the Backstage Podcast. Great podcast if you haven't um, listened to it. It's another one about arts and theatre in Kirikiriroa. Bold Theatre are back for 2022 uh, with hit Kiwi musical That Bloody Woman running at the Meteor 26th of August to 3rd of September. Tickets are available now at themeteor.co.nz. And actually, on a musical theatre note, Navara Lounge tonight, um, Tuesday the 2nd of August, have uh, their musical theatre miscast. Well, Hamilton Operatic Society are doing a musical theatre miscast concert at Navara Lounge tonight. So get along to that. You've still got time. <laughs> um, I believe there are door sales, but just head over to the Navara Lounge Facebook page for... Um, full info and to sneaky book your tickets online and then last but not least um over at clarence street theater they've got auditions coming up this weekend for grease the musical auditions are running august 6th and slots are available 
for booking right now. And actually, I believe they've added some slots on the Friday as well. So check out the Grease Auditions Facebook event for um, full details on that. And I'm going to finish with uh, Rick's pick because it's a integral part of That's the Ticket. And for those of you who don't know about Rick's pick, basically I've had, I have an Uncle Rick. Uh, he's a great listener of music, great listener of radio. And when he found out I was starting That's the Ticket um, over two years ago, he was like, cool, I'm going to give you a list of songs and every week we can play Rick's pick. And um, every week I have. And the song I'm about to play is one that has was the first track listed on the first list because I've got two separate lists now because the show's been going for so long and this is the first song written on the original first Rick's Picks list and it's very fitting because we've been talking about film today it's the uh, Pink Panther theme and I've just I, you know I just feel like I've come full circle because the song's been at the top of the first list for over two years and I'm like when it when's gonna be the appropriate time to play it and I feel like today is that time so I'm gonna play um, myself out with this week's Rick's pick the Pink Panther theme and then uh, No Time to Die by Billie Eilish which is uh, from the latest James Bond film because again gotta get uh, those film references in. Thanks for listening, team, and I'll be back next week. Kakite.
Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.